bill? Got a personal loan? Maybe a store card or a buy now, pay later account? If you have any of these in your name, you will have a credit score. Now, what to do with it and how can it make you or break your path when applying for a home loan? Well, we will find out on today's podcast, Knowing Your Credit Score and how it can help you get that mortgage. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Copyright knows Melbourne, loves property and are experts in getting the right buyers and tenants to your door. If you want that edge that is currently missing in your copy, why not give us a go and give Lisa a call on 035977-889 to find out more. After working in the banking industry as a successful mortgage broker, Joseph Dowd founded It's Simple Finance in 2020. An innovative entrepreneur at heart, Joseph is committed to simplifying financial processes with an aim to empower and give confidence to Australians when they make life-changing decisions and do it all simply. Welcome, Joseph. How are you today? Uh, I'm very well, thank you, Sue. How are you today? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for coming on to Real Estate Right. Now, explain to us what is unique about It's Simply Finance. Uh, It's Simple Finance. Which is pretty much (laughs) what it, yeah. So uh, a lot of mortgage brokers make finance complex. And so you've just simplified it so that people understand what you're doing. Yeah. So my main concept with It's Simple Finance was hopefully decreasing the complication of what the mortgage process is. So when I was working at the banks, one thing that I would always hear on the phones or from a customer is, thank you for making it simple. Thank you for making it simple. Thank you for making it simple. And I wanted to take my skills and be able to train multiple people and teach them how to make the finance simple for the everyday mum and dad. A lot of people don't understand what an LVR is. They don't know what lender's mortgage insurance is. And then they don't, know what grants they're actually applicable for so what we've done is we came into the space and we wanted to make finance simple for people so you go onto our website we've got a home loan university because you get taught in school geography you get taught longitude latitude you get taught you know ancient history but nobody ever tells you how to do a normal thing like pay your bills um you know get a home loan you know all those types of things purchase a property and these are the biggest things in life so we created this business on the basis of making it finance as simple as possible for the everyday mom and dad. Sounds great. Thank Definitely you. Definitely have to uh, get involved, that's for sure. Now, today's topic is knowing your credit score and how it can help you get that mortgage. Yeah. So, Joseph, explain to me what is a credit score and how can you find out what your credit score is? Okay. So, if you've ever applied for any type of credit, credit whether it be a credit card, a personal loan, a car loan, or a home loan, even zip pay is now considered a form of credit, yes. you have a credit score. So, your credit score is based upon something called your credit report, where every time you make an inquiry or seek credit, aka a loan, it's adding to your credit report. And every single time you've got an extra inquiry on your credit report, your credit score actually decreases. It doesn't increase. So there's several ways to actually find out what your credit score is, but the main agency that's used across Australia and is a standardized credit score agency is called Equifax. And Mm -hmm. 
the best way that you can actually find out is contact a bank or contact a mortgage broker or even a credit reporting company and they can give you your credit score. Um, it can either be a free report or some companies do charge, you know, 20 to 50 bucks for a credit report and mm-hmm. they'll spit out a score between, and this makes the credit scoring even more confusing. It's not between zero to a thousand. It's between minus 200 to 1200. So it makes it even more confusing for the everyday person as well. Yeah. So I'm guessing a minus 200 would be like pretty bad. Yeah. Minus, if you're getting minus 200, that means you've made 40 inquiries in the last three months. So okay. the, av- the average person isn't applying for 40 credit cards in three months and getting knocked back mm. from a bunch of them or anything like that. But yeah. it does happen. I've never seen a score that low personally, oh, but right. you know, it, it, it can happen. Yes. So it's about how many things you've applied for, not how well you pay your bills. Is that right? Well, no. So that is the the first thing is the credit score is based upon, you know, how many things you do apply for, but then it also takes into account several other things such as how much, uh, how much credit did you apply for? Is it a $20,000 personal loan? Is it a $50,000 credit card? Is it a $500,000 home? And, each one of these particular inquiries is weighted differently. Mm-hmm. So that is what's going to affect your credit score as well. They okay. also do check if you pay your bills on time. So if you do miss a credit card payment, that can actually decrease your credit score by about 22%. If you miss two credit card payments, okay, that can decrease it by 26%. And then if you get to three and then you default, that can actually decrease your credit score by 46%. So when you first initially apply for a credit card, you can have a score of, a thousand. Okay. It's your first inquiry. You're 18 years old. But the thing is, nobody's ever taught you at 18, you have to pay your bill at this time or anything along yeah. the line under that. And you or like, I know a bunch of 18 year olds who have procrastinated and they're just like, oh, I'll pay the next one. I'll pay the next one. And then, but they don't understand that, Hey, by the time I pay the next one, my credit score has actually decreased from a thousand to 780. And then they've missed another repayment and that 780 all of a sudden becomes 500 and something. And then all of a sudden their credit score is no longer a good credit score, but it's actually become a bad credit score. Mm. Yes. So it's not, you know, not as simple as just paying your bills, is it? You know, you've nah. got to do it on time. You've got to do um, it on time as well. Now, what is considered to be a good credit score to help get a mortgage? Okay, so this is a multi-part question because okay. every single bank has different rules uh, in regards to credit scoring and what they consider a good credit score. So I'll give you an example. Macquarie Bank, if your credit score is below 600, it's auto declined. There's no mitigation. There's no conversation. Anything around that is if you're below 600, that is it. We're not going to give you a home loan. But then you'll have banks like Bank West who actually have more competitive home loan rates to Macquarie Bank, who if you are 509 and below, they might still consider you for a home loan. So it really depends on which bank you go to. But I'll give you the tiers to let you know what your credit score should be to help you get a mortgage. An excellent credit score is anything above 832. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you've got an 832 or above credit score, you can go to any bank and they will accept your credit application so long as there's you know nothing in the last couple of months or anything. Yeah. But more than likely, they're going to accept your, your home loan application and they'll be like, this is a good borrower. They've paid their bills on time. They've never borrowed too much in their life. They're really, really good at saving. That's a borrower that we want. Yeah. Anything between 726 to 832 is very good, but they could still ask questions. So why did you apply for a $20,000 credit card in 2020, but you also applied for a $20,000 credit card in 2019? Mm -hmm. So 
they will ask the questions, they will poke around, but generally you are going to get accepted. Now, between 622 to 725, that's when banks start getting a little bit fishier. So there's a digital bank. Yeah, there's a digital (laughs) bank called 86400. Mm-hmm. And they do everything digitally so they can quickly process home loans. And mm-hmm. their main target audience or their target market is PAYG customers. Yeah. If you've got a score between 725 to 622, they can auto decline you just on the basis of your credit score. Mm-hmm. And this is considered an average credit score. So they're looking for really, really, really good borrowers that have mm-hmm. never missed a repayment, haven't borrowed too much in the past or anything like that and hoping for a credit score for above 726. Mm-hmm. And then, as I discussed before, anything between 500 to 621, that's when you're starting to get a lot of banks order decline you. So you're looking at you know banks like St. George, Westpac, mm-hmm. A&P, they, they might not order decline you, but they, there's, there's a better chance that they're going to say no. Macquarie Bank, 600 and under, they're mm-hmm. going to say no. They're going to order decline you. There's going to be no mitigation. But you still do have multiple banks that you can go to or second tier lenders yeah. um, if your score is below 600. So you could still go to a bank like Bank West. You could still go to NAB if you've got good mitigation. But you can mm-hmm. also speak to um, you know, third-party lenders like Pepper Money, Latrobe, mm-hmm. or Liberty who look upon your situation and they'll say, okay, look, this person, they've made a few inquiries in the past, but we, we're willing to look beyond that to mm-hmm. be able to give this person a home loan because at the end of the day, they do want to lend out the money. They do want to see yeah. people in their homes yeah. and they do want to make their money as well on the interest and everything yes. like that. So if your credit score is below 600, you can still get a home loan. However, there's a chance that you're going to be paying a higher interest rate as well. Yes. So you might not be able to get the you know 2.19s, the 2.29s that we've seen lately in the market, the really low scores. Yeah. Your, your interest rate might be something like 2.59 or 2.69. Mm-hmm. So you could still get a home loan. Yeah. But when your credit score is below 600, that's when you're going to be getting a higher interest rate because you're considered a higher risk. Yes. If You can't see my fingers on this podcast, but I just used uh, quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So basically, you know, if you are a first home buyer and you are looking to, you know, purchase something in the next one or two years, you probably best just to reduce all those little personal loans, you know, your credit card applications, anything that you you don't want to get by, just Mm -hmm. get your savings up and up and running really. Yeah. Yeah, live a frugal life, you know, go out once a month, you know. That's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like to say go out once a month or anything like that, but it, yeah. a change of habits would be the the thing that you got to start looking at. So, um, I I always like to think uh, if you, if you want to be a wealthy person, you have to start thinking like a wealthy person. Or if you mm-hmm. want a, to be a person with a good credit score, you've got to start thinking like a person with a good credit score. Yeah. So you've got to start saying no basically to another outfit or you've got to start saying no to you know oh, do i really need another couch in my house or do i really need to go get that furniture finance or something mm. along the lines of that you yeah. be a little bit more strict on yourself but you can still go out and you can still have a good time yeah. i'm not the type of broker that's going to say to you try and do cheaper things like camping or fishing camping and fishing are two of the most expensive exercises that yeah, you can they do. Are. Hey, fishing rods cost an arm and a leg especially good ones and stuff yeah. and then camping equipment oh my god like you buy camping equipment it's going to cost you you know an arm and a leg but it's all about thinking okay how can i achieve a task and how can i do it in a 
cheap set. So if I'm going to go out and I'm going to have dinner, okay, maybe I don't get a three-course meal. Maybe I just get one course or something along the lines of that. Maybe I don't get 10 drinks. Maybe I get two. So it's all about being within your own limitations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, <laughs> now, we will have a short break and come back with more from Joseph Dowd from It's Simple Finance, where we will talk about looking after your credit score. Now, you're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to Joseph Dowd from It's Simple Finance about credit scores and what you need to know when applying for a mortgage. So, Joseph, let's talk about maintaining your credit score or improving it. So, how long would it take me to get my credit score from that 500, which we have talked about being, you know, potentially declined up to that sort of 832 mark? Well, it really depends on how recent your most recent credit inquiry was. So I'll give you an example. I've seen someone with a 598 credit score that went to Macquarie Bank and they wanted to purchase a property. And the reason why they had a 598 credit score is they hadn't made any credit inquiries in three years, okay? But they had made several inquiries a few years before. They actually fixed their spending habits and everything like that. So Macquarie Bank actually came back to us and said, hey, come back to us in three months, apply then, and we'll be able to, you know, secure this home loan. Did you know three months later, their credit score was no longer 598, but it was actually closer to 700. So they got accepted to Macquarie Bank and we were able to get them a home loan. Okay. So to be able to improve that credit score, it really depends on how many inquiries that you've made, but it also depends on being able to you know, change certain habits as I discussed yes. earlier. So it's paying your bills on time. That's a huge one. Uh, think carefully before applying for new credit. So think before you want to apply for... Uh, credit cards or think before you want to apply for personal loans or car loans or anything like that and you really have to think about the pay the buy now pay later options so afterpay does not show up on your credit reporting but zip pay does because they are two different types of products yes so afterpay isn't considered credit because you're not opening up a facility but with zip pay you're actually opening up a line of credit based on what your income is Mm. so if you're earning sixty thousand dollars a year Zip pay will actually give you a $2,000 line of credit or a $2,500 line of credit. I'm not yeah. too sure of the exact numbers to be able to go make purchases. Now, this is considered a credit inquiry. So you've got to be careful actually with the type of credit that you do apply for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also good to consider seeking the advice of a credit repairer. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this is you may have been paying your bills on time, everything like that, but there could have been a false report out there mm-hmm. that said you were delayed in your payments. And banks are ran by humans. And as we all know, humans make mistakes. So at the end of the day, there could be a lot of errors on your credit report that have brought your credit score down. And what these credit report repair agencies do is they go out and they actually check, hey, you know, is this actually something that did occur? Did did my client actually uh, miss a repayment or something along the lines of that? And they can fix your credit scores much faster if this has actually occurred. Um, But not using an agency, as I discussed before, you know, decrease the limits on your credit cards. That's a huge one. Pay your bills on time. And be careful of what type of credit that you seek Mm. and make sure that you're not seeking any extra credit like a car loan or a furniture loan. A lot of people don't know that, you know, when you go and purchase these furniture packages from Harvey Norman, they say to you 48 months interest free, they actually are applying for credit at that moment in time and they're using the furniture as the security 
to borrow the loan upon. Mm. So you just have to be a bit careful with how you're making your purchases over the next, you know, couple of years. Yeah. To get it from 500 to 850, I've seen this happen in as little as six months, but it can, if there hasn't been any falsified reporting or anything like that, it could take one to two, maybe even three years, yeah. but you do have to develop those good habits. Mm. Yeah. Wise advice there. Now, what financial products should we avoid if we want to look after our credit score? I've discussed this earlier, yeah, yeah. but the main ones, the main ones that you should be, you know, looking to avoid are credit cards yeah. first and foremost. Yes. The bank's got to call you up and they're going to say, hey, we've seen that you've been a great, um, you know, uh, shopper with us. Yeah. We would love to increase your credit card limit from 10000 to $20,000. Yeah. I know this firsthand because at 20 years old, it happened to me. Yeah. Okay. I got a phone call from a bank and they said, Hey, you've been such a great customer. You know, we want to increase your limit from $10,000 to $20,000. I'm sitting there, I'm going, Hooray. Yeah. You know, I've got more money to spend. Yeah. Little do I know that that's actually affecting my credit score. Yeah. Okay. So that is something that you have to look at. So yeah. you have to be very, very aware of your credit card limits. Yeah. Because credit card limits, and I'm not going to lie to you as well, they actually affect your home loan application as well. They do. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but. Uh, whenever you have an open credit card facility, yes. the bank, whether you spend money on it, whether it's used for rainy day, anything along the lines of that, the bank's always going to expect that you spend 45.4% of your credit card every single year. So wow. let's say I've got a $10,000 credit card and I've got an open facility. I have not touched this credit card in two years. Yeah. You know, we have customers that have this happen to them all the time. The bank, no matter what, will expect that you spend $4,540 per year using that credit yeah. card. So this might not sound like a lot, but this actually chews into your home loan mm. payments because $4,540, that quickly becomes you know 400 bucks mm-hmm. a month. That doesn't go towards your home loan and that's going to decrease your borrowing yeah. capacity as well. So not only is it affecting your credit score, but it's also affecting your home loan application yeah. as well. Um, other financial products, I mentioned it before. The buy now, pay later options, okay? So Afterpay, for the moment, still isn't affecting credit scores or anything like that, but ZipPay is because ZipPay is different. It's a line of credit and it's based upon your wage. So you have to be careful of something like that. Another one is Mm -hmm. furniture finance or, you know, um, any of those 48-month buy now, pay later options. Uh, They are still an open credit facility. So, you know, you've got to be extremely careful with walking into JB Hi-Fi and seeing these massive signs that say, buy now, pay your interest in, yeah. uh, in 48 months because that is still yeah. a form of credit as well. And then also be careful with your personal loans and yeah. your car loans as well. The reason why I say this is because if you've got several personal loans open at once, the banks and the credit score inquiry, you know, Equifax mm. is not going to look upon this too fondly. Why do you need several mm. personal loans at once? Okay. But if you have one personal loan, that's not going to, you know, everybody needs 5000 five yeah. to $10,000 every now and then. That's not going yeah. to affect you too much. It's about yeah. having multiple personal loans open at once yeah. and then the car loans as well. So the main one, yeah. as I said, I'm going to tier them from the start. Credit cards. Number one, that's the first one that you should look at. Number two is your buy now, pay later. Number three are your furniture finances, your yeah. personal loans, and then your car loans. And then number four is your home loan inquiries and everything like that. So that's how I would tip one, two, one, two, three. And four. Okay. Now I've got a couple of things that I'm thinking could also, like you could tell me if, if it's true or not, if they do affect your credit score. Now my 18 year old son recently went to Vodafone and changed his phone plan from me to mm-hmm. him. Um, and then they said to him, oh, we're going to look up your credit, 
now he's got no bills in his name and all lots of stuff. But then they said to him, oh, we've approved $2,000 so you can buy yourself a phone if you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was happy to pay for his phone outright, yep. like a brand new phone outright, which was fine. Um, but that's hovering over his Vodafone account. And they said, look, you know, even if you want to get some new headphones, some noise cancelling headphones, or if you want to, um, you know, any accessories for your phone, you know, you can just add it to your yep. phone bill. Would that be affecting your credit score if you chose to go down that way? So it won't affect your credit score as an inquiry initially, but okay. if he does miss a repayment, it will affect his credit score. Yeah. That's, that's where it comes bill. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. So it's not, so yeah. the initial, Hey, like we're going to add this all to your plan. That's not going yeah. to affect him initially because phone plans aren't considered a form of credit. However, okay. As soon as he misses a repayment or anything along the lines of that, it's going to come up and it's going to say Vodafone, $128, red spot, black spot, something along the lines of that. And it's going to show up on his Equifax score. So it's, you can go for those things, but that's where you're always going to hear stories about, I got declined for my home loan because of a Telstra bill five years ago or six years ago or something along the lines of that. Now I have to contact a credit report agency and they're going to be the ones that fix it. Okay. So the initial Vodafone inquiry is not going to, come up on the on your Equifax yeah. scoring. However, if he, if the repayments are missed, that's what going, that's what's going to affect the credit score. Yeah. Okay. And my second scenario is what happens if I have a betting account? Would that I know I know it's not credit, yep. but I guess that's more going to affect your home loan application rather than your credit score, yeah? That's definitely going to affect your home loan application. So we've seen yeah. this several times. We've seen people, uh, sports bet, bet365, all those types of things, and they're showing yeah. up on debit card, your credit yeah, card account, statements. your bank statements, anything along the lines of that. And anyone who's yeah. applied for a home loan in the last five years knows, hey, I've got to hand in some transaction statements to be able to get this home loan. So yes. what ends up happening is they will go through, they'll sift through, they'll say, yep, this person's been honest about their phone bill, it's cost them a hundred bucks a month. They're honest about their internet, it costs them 90 bucks a month. Their groceries cost them, you know, 200 bucks a week. They go through mm-hmm. everything and then they're going to start saying these bet 365 sports bets and everything like that. And they're going to go, hold on yeah. a second. Is this person an at-risk person? Because they're gambling yeah. quite a bit. So definitely mm-hmm. the sports bet, they don't affect your credit score, but they are 100% going to affect your home loan application. So you do have to be careful yeah. um, with these sporting apps, with these betting apps, and you do have to hold yourself to a limit. So mm-hmm. this is an issue we're seeing with a lot of young Australian males at the moment. Because there's yeah. so many advertisements on on TV whilst the footy is on, the basketball's on, or anything along the lines of that, and they've got all these great apps that make it so easy for you to gamble now. Yeah, you're seeing these 18 to 30 year olds, and they're going, "Yep, yeah, okay, I'll put 50 bucks here, I'll put 50 bucks there, everything like that." Yeah. By the end of the week, they're spending 250 dollars a week on gambling, and this yeah. is now cutting into their recreation, which will all of a sudden decrease their borrowing capacity as well. Yeah, yeah. and if they're spending monstrous amounts on gambling and they're doing something called refinance debt consolidation. Okay. The banks are going to look upon that less fondly because they're going to be like, okay, we're doing a debt consolidation for this person. They want to pay off, you know, a few bills. They, they're getting rid of, you know, a credit card. They're putting, getting rid of their personal loan. They're trying to roll it all into the home loan. But this person also goes and they bet at the TAB 40 times a week. This person's at risk auto decline. So it's not going to affect your Equifax. However, it could definitely affect your home loan application. Yeah. And we don't want that, do we? Yeah. yeah. How many requests for money can you make before your credit score is affected? 
if I'm trying to get a home loan and approach two or three banks, each doing their own investigations, will that affect my credit score? Yes, it definitely will. So if you've made one credit inquiry, that's going to affect your credit score immediately. If you make two credit inquiries, it's going to affect your credit score. But it does depend on the type of credit that you are seeking. So let's Mm -hmm. say you've never borrowed money in your life and you're seeking a pre-approval. Um, you know, and you're looking yeah. to purchase your first home. If you approach three different banks and you say, hey, you know, what's the best interest rate? Um, can I get pre-approved with you and everything like that? That's not going to, you mm-hmm. know, drop your credit score dramatically. That's not going to make you go from 1,200 or 1,100 automatically down to 600. No, because the, it's the type of credit that you're seeking is a very particular type of credit. However, if you're going and you're applying for eight different credit cards in two months, that's going to affect your credit, oh. co- credit score dramatically. So yeah. it, how many requests for money can you make before your credit score is affected? It's actually one, but it depends on the type of credit and how much it's going to affect it. So if my first form of credit is a $7,000 personal loan, um, because I want to purchase my first car, it's a Toyota Corolla from 2014 or something along the lines of that, yeah. That is not going to affect my credit score too much. If my first yeah. form of credit is going to be a $20,000 credit card, that's going to affect my credit score quite significantly. So I can't yeah. give you the exact yeah. numbers because there's a very particular science to how yeah. Equifax calculates yes. the credit scores and everything like that. They take your age, they yeah. take the types of credit, they take your repayment history, everything along the lines of that to actually be able to spit out your credit score. But I yeah. can tell you that how many requests can I make before my credit score is affected? It, it can literally just be one. Yeah. I'm just thinking. So what, say I went out and bought myself a $20,000, you know, I don't know, yep. 2015 Toyota Corolla or whatever, and um, bought it, paid for it, sold it, mm-hmm. got the $20,000 in cash. That's my like my little credit card, isn't it? Because you've got the credit score on a car loan, it's not as bad as a credit no, card, is it? It isn't. It's actually funny. It's because it's you know it's on a car loan. It's not as <laughs> nowhere near as bad as a credit card. Yeah, uh, but then all of a sudden you've you've liquidated yeah. it, and it's like oh yeah, I've got free money, but not really because you. Can, can I make you laugh about something though? Um, in regards to credits, yeah. uh, seeking credit and everything like that. So we have seen borrowers being declined from motor vehicle agencies because they've never borrowed money in their life and because yeah. they are looking to get a car loan. So let's say, uh, I'll, I'll give you the perfect example. We had, I think it was about 12 months ago, we had somebody, they just wanted to buy a vehicle. They were 22 years old. They had never had a credit card in their life, never had a personal loan, anything along the lines of that. Yeah. And they were looking to purchase their car. They had a 30% deposit and they got declined because yeah. they had never had a loan before, which to me was absolutely wow. insane because they didn't have a loan. When the credit inquiry yeah. came up, they're like, no, this person doesn't have a loan, so they don't have a repayment history, anything like that. So it actually, yeah. it, it's good to have some sort of credit between the ages of 18 to 22. It just depends on the type of credit that yes. you see. So, yeah. you know, maybe having a $2,000 credit card open between that age, but never using it and making your repayments on time and everything like that, that's actually going to be good and healthy for your credit score because it shows the banks yeah that you are able to make your repayments and everything like that. Yeah. But you do have to be quite careful and you do have to be quite diligent with that, those types of things because yeah. those credit card yeah, bills, definitely. they could blow out very, very quickly. And I've seen it oh, happen thousands time. of times. And that's the thing. A lot of parents pay for things for yeah. their kids. The kids are on the same, you know, group family 
foam plan, for instance, to get like a 10% discount or something for having so many phones on the same plan. Or, you know, the parents pay for their car insurance because, again, it's cheaper for them to be a an occasional mm-hmm. driver rather than pay for the whole rating six, you know, P-plate driver yeah. kind of thing. But it's not doing them a service, is it? Not at all. It, you know, they've got to create things for themselves and their own name and all of this stuff. So That's exactly it. Um, so it's about yeah. teaching your kids independence as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to pay the bills on time. And that's pay the, the bills big one. on time. Yeah. <laughs> then pay the bills on time, okay? So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, now, how hard is it for single parents and first-time buyers to get a mortgage slash, you know, work on that credit score? Um, so this is actually one of the things that we specialize in at the moment, okay. uh, just yeah. because it's, uh, the government's actually come out with two fantastic schemes to be able to help yeah. single parents and first home buyers get into the market. As you know, yeah. in nice. Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, property prices have just skyrocketed. Tasmania has even gone, you know, through the roof. So it's all yeah. along the Eastern seaboard. It's been extremely difficult for people to get into the property market. Thankfully, the government uh-huh. has actually stepped in with two great grants called the um, Family Home Guarantee and the First Home Lenders yeah. Deposit Scheme. The, the deposit scheme. So the Family Home Guarantee, it's probably my favorite one because it's targeted to single parents. If you, you know, have recently divorced your husband or you've recently divorced your wife and, you know, you've got a dependent and everything along the lines of that, the government will now allow you to purchase a home with just a 2% deposit, okay? And you don't have to pay any lender's mortgage insurance um, to being able to purchase that property. So we actually had a customer a few weeks ago who purchased a beautiful $435,000 home in Victoria. It's regional. Yes, we do understand that. But it's a two-story, two be- uh, three-bedroom home, two-bathroom, two car spots. Uh, nice. She had she had an $8,000 deposit. And, you know, we were able to secure a home for, with, for $435,000. Wow. Uh, exactly. And because she was a first home buyer as well, she got the first home owner's grant. So she yes. was applicable for that. And she didn't have to pay any stamp duty levies either. So... Nice. How hard is it for a single parent to be able to get a home loan these days? The government's made it easier to be mm. able to get a home loan, but you do have to be able to service the loan as well. So you do have to be earning your income. You do have to be able to you know, show that you're not living beyond your means or anything like that. Yeah. And you do have to be able to have some sort of deposit unless you've got your own parents coming in as a guarantor or something along the lines yeah. of that. For the first home buyers, we have the FHLDS, which is a 5% deposit. Now, this is yeah. a little bit higher because there's a good chance that you don't have a dependent at the moment. You know, you're purchasing yeah. your first home. Uh, this is usually your 18 to 35-year-olds, okay? Mm. And, you know, there's it's a one in 10. We, we say it, it's one, one in seven, one to 10 that that person's actually going to yeah. have a dependent. The reason why I like this scheme as well is because they're allowing both single individuals or couples to be able to go for this particular scheme. And you have to have a 5% deposit. But the government comes in and they act as a guarantor again and they will cover the remaining 15%. So you don't have to pay that lender's mortgage insurance or anything along the lines of that. And because you are a first home buyer, you are still applicable for the first home owner's grant. So you do still get that, you know, stamp duty exemption, you you know, for, and that's tiered depending on what state you're in. And you also get the cash incentives depending on how much you're purchasing a property for and depending what state you're in as well. Now, when it comes to credit scoring and everything like that, the good mm-hmm. thing is about these particular schemes is they're not central to one bank. So, mm-hmm. for example, the both of these schemes are available by CBA, who will look fondly upon you know credit scores six hundred above and everything 
something like that. Yeah. Um, but they also go to the second tier lenders like Better Choice, mm-hmm. okay? Or, um, you know, uh, I think it's Oswide is one of them as well that does, yeah. you know, that's partnering with this scheme. So is it difficult for a single parent or a first-time buyer to get a mortgage? It's difficult for everyone to get a mortgage in Australia yes. at the moment. There's so many loopholes that you've got to go it's through. It's shocking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, Anyone that's gone through a mortgage over the last, you know, five years, I'll understand and they'll tell you, oh man, like, you know, it is, they do ask for a lot of documents and they do ask yeah. for a lot of things. Is it impossible? No. Do you yeah. need a deposit? Yes. You still need, you know, an $8,000 deposit or a $30,000 deposit or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Like, can you break it to the market? Yes, you definitely can. Mm-hmm. Um, another example I can give you, and this is a really, really good example and I can, you know, cite the source and everything like that. We had a particular buyer and it, This is one thing that I like to say. You always have to go to the right lending specialist. And the reason why I say that is the bank, they only connected to one thing and that's one bank. If you go to a lending specialist or a broker or something like that, they're connected to several banks. Okay, Mm -hmm. So they're connected to over 40 banks um, most of the time. You need to make sure that you have a good one because they will fight for you. So we had a particular borrower. um, You know, we, uh, we met them. We said, hey, look, for your particular situation, we think it's best for you to go to NAB to partner with the FHLDS. And he goes to me, no, don't worry, Joe. I'm going to go to ANZ. Yeah. They're going to take care of me. Um, you know, I've been banking with them for over 20 years. Little would you know it. He goes to ANZ. He goes, here's my 5% deposit. I want to be able to go make this purchase. And they go, no, nah, your deposit's not enough. We can't, yeah. we can't help you. Okay. He's been banking with them for 20 years. He's shown his loyalty, everything like that. Made your payments on time. Yeah. He calls me up and he goes, Joe. I need a mortgage. I have to settle on my property in four weeks. Don't worry. We've got you. I can send you the article as well. This is actually news.com.au. Yeah. Um, little plug there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he calls me up and he goes, do I really need this? Perfect. So we got his mortgage and he was a good borrower. He had a great, great credit score and everything like that. Yeah. We took him to NAB. They're a partner with the FHLDS. And yeah. little would you know, he got a mortgage four weeks later, settled on the property. Happy days. Yeah, I've heard some really bad thing that ANZ at the moment like it's really they're, they're a struggle but I, I, I'm bank agnostic I don't have any favorites it's who's whoever's best yeah. for the customer okay <laughs> yeah, but yeah to answer your enough. question is it hard for single parents and, and first-time buyers to get a mortgage right now the government stepped in and they have provided a lot of schemes okay it's yeah. all about finding the right lending specialist to be able to help you get that mortgage and yeah. it's nice. all about you know, go to your friends, ask them who they went with. If they say, I went with Macquarie Bank, give Macquarie Bank a try. If they said, I went with Bank West, give Bank West a try. But if they say, hey, I went with this lending specialist, he fought and he went, you know, above and beyond, or she fought and she went above and beyond for me, go with them as well. Yeah, nice. Well, thank you so much, Joseph, for coming onto Real Estate Right podcast today. How can listeners get in touch with you if they are looking for simple advice on getting a mortgage? Well, you can go to our website, www.itsimple.com.au. It shouldn't be too hard to remember. Uh, you know, we made it simple for you to reach out to us and you can you know, <laughs> uh, apply for a home loan through there or anything along the lines of that. You'll be able to actually see, um, you know, for your particular situation, what interest rates you're applicable for. So we've got interest rates right now, variable interest rates as low as 1.89%. And then wow. we've got, we've got uh, fixed interest rates starting from 2.59%. You can also call us on 1300 796 937 and you can get in touch with us at any time. And if you want to reach out, we'd be more than happy to help you. You can get directly on the phone to me. I'm always in the office and, yeah. you know, be more than happy to have a chat. Or you can speak to one of our senior lending specialists over here at It's Simple as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much. 
um it's been great having you on to on real estate right and um finding out about credit scores because you know a lot of people have no idea don't they they just got no idea well hopefully we educated them over the last 30 minutes <laughs> yeah hopefully we have thanks so much thanks sue um, now, next week, after popular demand, we have Josh Summers from Universal Property Co. talking to us about flipping properties and coordinating the trades. Josh's podcasts have been some of our most popular, so he's going to give us some hot tips when it comes to having a team of trades that are off your site, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right It's produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies. And is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.